Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Skull King Football Podcast, presented by Fox DFS Firelines. Now, here are your hosts, Justin and Ryan Skullrude. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast Playoff Edition. We are excited for uh, the semifinals of this next week for the playoffs. Uh, now that I have had a week uh, by week off in the uh, league of record for the Skull King Listener League. I'm um, looking forward to next week. I get to go against, uh, I believe it's Wyatt who beat out uh, co-host Justin uh, for the uh, for the shot in the semifinals against me. And on the other side of the bracket, uh, Fong, our running back writer, uh, he had the other first round buy, and I believe he's going up against. Let me pull that up. Um, the actual name of the team, I can't remember. Um, the Irie Kings, who is run by uh, listener Edgar Aguayo. So congratulations to Edgar uh, for his big win this week. Let me just actually, let me make sure. Last time I saw that he was way ahead. Yeah, he's he's won. So um, who beat out um, Franco Esposito from the 8 to 5 fantasy football um, account on Twitter. Uh, so yeah, so we, I had another league that I was officially eliminated in this week. So looking forward to, uh, this next week in the semifinals, see how we do against Wyatt and his team. Uh, I hope you guys have had a decent week in the playoffs. We are going to quickly go through a little bit of the news. Um, I'm not going to, you know, dilly dally too much to use an old term, uh, on the, on the waiver wire here. Uh, tonight, but I will give you a few names I think may help you. At this point, there have been so many injuries, the waiver wire is extremely thin, but I think I may have found a couple names for you to use that may be helpful to your team. And so with that, why don't we go ahead and get into today's headlines. Today's headlines. All right, starting it off. After recently dealing with Stingers, Chargers running back Austin Eckler aggravated the injury today or yesterday and will require further testing per source. Uh, with the game Thursday night versus the Chiefs, the short week may make it tough for Eckler to be ready. Um, there is another report that actually came in uh, that the Associated Press, Joe Reedy, considers Austin Eckler with his neck extremely doubtful for Thursday night's week 15 game against the Chiefs. Um, so, uh, because of that, uh, Justin Jackson's still available out there in a bunch of leagues. So, uh, you might want to go pick him up. We still don't know if Melvin Gordon is going to be back yet. Um, Tyreek Hill says he injured his foot pretty badly in this last game against Baltimore. Uh, that being said, another report came out later. A further examination of his foot says that the wide receiver sustained, uh, the injury that he sustained, uh, showed nothing serious and now will be considered day-to-day, -day, which is good for me. Um, 
Coach Andy Reid actually said uh, today that he expects Tyreek Hill to play Thursday night against the Chargers, which I really need in that uh, matchup against um, against uh, Wyatt uh, in the Skull King Listener League. For two weeks in a row now, Devin Funches has operated as the Panthers' number four wide receivers beat, uh, beat writers, saying he's playing his last few games in Carolina. He is an impending free agent. Um, I know that at least in some of the DMs that I have had on Instagram with some of our listeners, um, this is something I've brought up before that this was they they're moving on to DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel, um, and with the injuries that Funches sustained coming back, he has not been involved in the offense and he is not going to be involved in the offense. He is a free agent, and I think now with the Carolina Panthers having lost. Um, Again, this last week, uh, I believe it was to Cleveland. So, yeah, it was against the Browns. Um, with that, uh, you know, they're going to continue to go young. They've lost, like, was it five games in a row? Most likely going to lose six going up against New Orleans next week. Um, they have Atlanta in week 16, and then again, New Orleans in week 17. So, not exactly looking all that all that promising for um, for the Panthers going on through the rest of the season. So I think they're going to see what they have with some of their young guys. Um, Giants coach Pat Shermer said that Odell Beckham with his quad is feeling a lot better on Monday. Should be good to go this weekend. Kenneth Dixon's role is supposed to grow going forward. Um, Kenneth Dixon was drafted a couple years ago. I showed a lot of promise, dealt with some injuries. Um, I believe he actually also dealt with a suspension um, at one point. Hasn't been able to stay healthy. Um, now that he is healthy, he is probably their, their, their most talented running back that they have. And so um, he's going to start getting more uh, snaps as, uh, as he uh, continues to get more and more healthy and get stronger uh, after coming off of IR. Redskins tight end Jordan Reed, who suffered a foot sprain in Sunday's loss, is having a precautionary MR. MRI. The injury isn't believed to be major, but given the timing of it, he may have played his last down this season with three games to go. And at this point, the Redskins, you know, using uh, butt fumble and now Josh Johnson as their quarterbacks, there's not a whole lot of promise for uh, the Washington offense. Uh, speaking Monday, the Ravens coach John Harbaugh did not commit to Joe Flacco uh, as his week 15 starter if healthy, which is good because Lamar Jackson has been playing pretty darn well. Um, notice this last game wasn't great for Jackson. It was, I mean, fantasy-wise, it was pretty good. It was his second best uh, start of the season. Um, but yeah, it didn't come out to a win, but you're also playing one of the toughest teams in the league. Um, let's see if there's anything else. Uh, Eagles are expected to sign running back Boston Scott off the Saints practice squad in the wake of Corey Clement's knee injury, sources say. Um, at this point, I don't necessarily think that Boston Scott is a must-add. I think if you're desperate in a deeper league, he is, a, he is you know someone to go ahead and throw on your bench. But uh, Adams is basically you know ruling that, uh, ruling that backfield at this point. So there's not, I don't think there's really much else you can say um, in terms of what could possibly be helpful uh, for production from the Philadelphia backfield. Um, and as far as that goes, I believe, oh, uh, one last thing. 
Uh, 49ers placed Pierre Garçon on injured reserve ending his season. The only reason really that this is significant is because this provides a way for Dante Pettis to get a whole lot more work, who has um, been very, very productive over the last few weeks. So um, I believe that is it. Uh, one, oh, one last note. Going back to the, the Chargers, Melvin Gordon remained sidelined at Monday's practice. Uh, they're running a whole bunch of um, uh, slowed down practices. They're doing a lot of walkthroughs because it's a short week. So we still don't know if Melvin Gordon is going to be ready to go. So uh, with that, why don't we go ahead and get into the Waiver Wire Madness. Waiver Wire Madness. Now at this point, because of how far we are into the season, just what the the prospects look like um for um for adding people to the waiver wire again we're looking at people that are owned in less than 50 percent of leagues um and the reason we do that is because in in 12 team leagues uh 12 team leagues and higher is this is kind of the threshold of where you're going to see most of your players uh in a 14 team league honestly um that like the uh, skull king listener league league of record Every single one of these players is owned that I am that I am about to say. So in a fourteen team league, uh, we I mean there are players on this list that are owned in nine nine percent of leagues, five percent of leagues. All of these players are owned, so um, already and have been owned for multiple weeks at this point. So uh, that's uh, that's kind of what we're looking at in terms of of uh, the what's left out there. So. Uh, for those of you in 10-team leagues or less, to be completely honest, the there's only a couple of these guys that I think can really, really help you. Um, with 10-team leagues and less, uh, the uh, the players just are not... You have so many good players on teams that unless someone drafted completely terrible, none of these players are going to help you out, to be completely honest. They might if you're absolutely desperate for player for, for depth, you, you know, injuries and that sort of thing, so... With that being said, let's go ahead and get into it. Starting off at the quarterback position, uh, owned in 49.6% of leagues. He was my, well, no, I benched him this week. Uh, Lamar Jackson. Um, over the last four weeks, he has gone 15.9 points, 20.2, 16.5, and 19 points in uh, regular fantasy scoring. Uh, that I believe that's four points per passing touchdown, six points per rushing touchdown. Uh, he's been running the ball all over the place. Um, while he hasn't been passing all that much, to be completely honest, which he's not necessarily in there to be passing the ball like crazy. Um, I and mean, he's passed for 150, 176, 125, and 147. Thrown for three touchdowns in that span. This last week he had two touchdown passes. But it's really, it's his running that's just been absolutely unbelievable. Uh, over the last four games, 119, 71, 75, 71, and two rushing scores. So really, he's he's really helping everyone out with his run game. Um, I think that that may continue this next week. He's playing against Tampa Bay, who's one of the worst defenses in the league overall, um, not just against the pass or against the run. So because of this, uh, I really like Lamar Jackson for this next week. Especially, well... As long as he's the starter, at this point you've got to just you've got to guess that he's going to be the starter, um, just because you know he's 
the, his one loss was to the Kansas City Chiefs, who right now are sitting as, I want to say, like the possibly the number one, maybe the number two seed uh, in the AFC. A team that's going to get a first-round bye, let's put it that way. Uh, number two on the quarterback fantasy football um, waiver wire. Normally, every week we've been saying over and over and over and over again, Baker Mayfield. The reason Baker Mayfield is not on my list this week is because he's going against Denver in Denver, um, which to me is a tough matchup. His last couple of games, he hasn't had great, hasn't been great. Um, 13.9 points and 13.7 points. Those are streamable numbers. I mean, you guys have heard me mention streamable numbers. Um, you know, not a, he does not run the ball a whole lot. So uh, this week, I'm actually leaving him off my list. Uh, my number two guy this week is Josh Allen, actually. Uh, owned in 16.9% of leagues. These are his last three games. 26.3 points, 28.7 points. 18.3 points. And in those three games, he has run for 335 yards. He is averaging a hot, over 111 yards per game rushing as a quarterback. His, his pass completion percentage is not high. Never, that was never going to be the case. Um, you know, we saw that coming out of the, coming out of the end of the draft. Um, however, that being said, he is playing very well, running the ball especially, and uh, even throwing some touchdown passes. Uh, over the last three weeks, 160 for one against Miami, 231, two TDs, two interceptions. And even this last week, he threw for 206 against the Jets. Only uh, He threw two interceptions and had a fumble. However, he ran for 101 yards and a touchdown. The week before was 135 yards. The week before that, 99 yards and a touchdown. This next week, he gets Detroit at home. Um, I like this matchup for Allen. I think that he could play very well. And because of that, I would look forward to starting him, especially in deeper leagues. I think that um, Josh Allen is going to put up sneaky uh, t uh, quarterback one numbers this next week. Uh, going on to the running backs. Number one, I only have a couple names. Really, uh, players that I like, there's not a whole lot. Number one. My top priority is Justin Jackson. With Austin Eckler out, we still don't know enough about Melvin Gordon's injury. They're going up against, in a short week, against Kansas City, who gave up a whole bunch of rushing yards this last week to Baltimore. Uh, Justin Jackson, owning 43.2% of leagues. Um, he may be asked to carry the load completely. Uh, the, I mean, well, they'll have, God, they've got uh, one other guy, Don Trez or something like that, his last name. I think that uh, Justin Jackson is going to carry the bulk of the load, and I think that he could perform pretty well. I think that he could put up decent points in this game. And so uh, he is definitely a name that I am looking at uh, for the waiver wire for this next week. Um, if he's still available in your league, again, owning 43.2% of leagues. The number two name, it's not a great, it's not a, a great pickup. Jalen Richard, 48.1% owned. The main reason that I have him on this list is because he's going up against Cincinnati. Um, I know that uh, Doug Martin's the main rusher in that in that uh, offense, but uh, Jalen Rashard, the Cincinnati Bengals are so bad uh, they can't stop a running back, whether he's catching the ball out of the out of the backfield or running. Uh, so because of that, I think that Rashard has a favorable matchup this week, and so I I don't mind him for this week uh, if you absolutely need a running back. Uh, 
like I said, not a whole lot in the running back position. Moving on to the wide receivers. Number one, I want to apologize to people for not for not being higher uh, on this guy, especially now that Emmanuel Sanders is out, and that kind of gives it away. Deshaun Hamilton, owning five point five percent of leagues. This last week went seven for seven for forty seven and one. Um, that's uh, what seventeen points. Um, this next week. No, sorry, that's not 17 points. That's 13, 7, 4. Yeah, that's right. I was right, 17.7 points. Uh, this next, These next two weeks, he has Cleveland and Oakland. Um, not the best defenses um, against the pass, and so I think that he could put up decent numbers in these next couple weeks. And so for those of you, you know, I had you know, one person who actually asked me straight up, should I pick up Deshaun Hamilton? I go, I just don't know. I think that he's still behind Sutton, and so Sutton's the bigger talent. Well, Deshaun Hamilton showed off uh, pretty well. So, again, if he's out there still on someone, go ahead and get him. Number two, Curtis Samuel, and in 32.5% of leagues, he has put up 12-plus points in PPR leagues four weeks in a row and has done the same in five out of six weeks in these last two weeks, he has New, uh, New Orleans and Atlanta, two teams that are absolutely god-awful against the pass, which, again, with, with how the defense has been playing for Carolina, they're going to be forced to throw the ball. Curtis Samuel also gets a, involved a little bit in the run game. Because of his versatility, he's definitely a guy that you want on your team, at least on the bench. Uh, he's definitely flex-worthy in, uh, in full-point PPR leagues, especially in deeper leagues. Uh, number two. Number three, Kenny Stills on a 25.7% of leagues. This last week, or these last two weeks, four for 37 and one, eight for 135 and one with Tannehill at, as the quarterback. As long as Tannehill is healthy, Kenny Stills is fantasy worthy. Um, he is relevant to the fantasy, uh, to being put in rosters, um, at least on the bench. He is possibly flex worthy. Uh, this next week, um, let me. Real quick, take a look at his matchup. Let me go back to the wide receivers. Uh, his matchup next week is against... There we go. Uh, that's right. It's not the best matchups. It's Minnesota and Jacksonville. Minnesota's been pretty tough uh, for the most part against passing. It's also in Minnesota. Again, this isn't necessarily one that I love, but it's if you need, if you need the, the help, um, I like his. I honestly like his Jacksonville matchup at home a lot better than his Minnesota matchup. So, um, moving on, last one, Dante Pettis. Um, in the last three weeks, he's gone seventeen point seven points, twenty nine point seven points, and thirteen point nine points. Um, he has put up. Um, oh, I don't even have his. I don't even have his uh, percentage owned on here. You just said, there it is, Dante Pettis owned in 19.6% of leagues. Um, in terms of receiving, 4 for 77, 5 for 129, 3 for 49. He has four touchdowns in the last three weeks. Do I think that's sustainable? Not necessarily. He does have a game this week at home against Seattle. Um, he put up that 129 and two touchdowns um, against Seattle in week 13. However, the reason that I like Dante Pettis again against Seattle is with how well Seattle is playing 
again, they may be, the 49ers may be forced to throw the ball uh, with how they were getting blown out two weeks ago against, um, against Seattle. Uh, Nick Mullins ended up throwing for over 400 yards. So that's something to, to watch out. I think that Dante Pettis could, uh, could end up in the end zone again this week. Uh, if you want him for your fantasy teams, I definitely think he would be a, um, a possible value play in DFS. So that's it for the wide receiver. Moving on to the tight end. The tight end wasteland this year has just been ridiculous. That being said, there are a couple names that I think are rosterable. Not necessarily great, but if you're absolutely desperate. Um, starting off with uh, CJ Uzoma. Uh, his last two games are actually very favorable. He's got Oakland, and then he's at Cleveland. Um, he is owned in 30.8% of leagues, and if you look at his scoring over the last few weeks, it's not great. But since the bye week in week nine, he's had 5.3, 7.1, 9.9, 8.3, and 6.7. He has had at least three catches in all five games since the week nine bye. Uh, and then he's going up against Oakland this next week at home. Because of that, he is. I think that he is a guy to plug in. If you have no other tight end, if you've been decimated by injuries by all the guys going on IR, I think that he is a rosterable player who will at least pull get you a couple points to keep you from taking a zero at, this, at the position. So again, not a great, not a great uh, um, ad, but at this point, there's not a whole lot, um, not a whole lot of people out there that I really like. Uh, next, uh, last but not least, Ian Thomas, uh, owned in 25.5% of leagues. Um, his ownership went up, uh, <laughs> from 0.2% last week to 25.5% this week. Um, the last couple of weeks he had Tampa Bay, uh, five for 46 this past week in week 14 at Cleveland, nine for 77. And again, uh, he's with Carolina, so he's going uh, against New Orleans and Atlanta. I think they want to use him as much as possible. Um, he may not, uh, he, again, he may not produce a touchdown. He doesn't have one all season at this point. Um, but again, he's going up against two weak defenses against tight ends. Because of that, I think that he is, again, a rosterable person um, that will at least keep you from taking zero at the position. So. Those are my waiver wire ads. That's the, the waiver wire madness for this week. Uh, again, we want to thank you guys for taking the time to listen to the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast. These next couple nights, um, next couple shows, I will be going over the matchups for the next week. And I hope we're able to help you guys out with your matchups for the Fantasy Football Semifinals. Again, my name is Ryan Skuller. This has been the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast. And we will talk to you guys later. Hey, Skull King Nation. Thank you for listening to the Skull King Football Podcast. Did you like this episode? If so, be sure to go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube to subscribe. Also, please leave us a rating and reviews to let us know how we can better help you rule your leagues.
Right now, you can get a $20 prepaid Visa gift card by mail with the purchase of a Napa Legend Premium Battery. Its durability and power make it the obvious choice for people who hate getting stranded by a dead car battery. So pretty much everyone. The Napa Legend Premium Battery and $20 back. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers. Limit two per household while supplies last. Offer ends 228.19. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations.